guys, and welcome to the podcast. It's Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving. We are going to talk about birth charts, the moon, how they're connected, and why Mercury in retrograde simply just sucks for everyone. And boy, does it suck. We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. This episode is a special bonus episode. Um, I'm your host Josh Sanchez and I'm here with Juan Francisco again. I know you guys tuned into our podcast beforehand. Juan has been so kind enough to give us and give you guys a little experience to tarot readings and stuff like that. So with this podcast, I'm going to ask Juan a question when it comes to tarot readings and Juan, I'm going to give you the keys now and I'll let you lead this podcast. So everybody, again, you can follow Juan on Instagram as well. All the, all of his links in in the bio and stuff will be in my, in this podcast description. So without further ado, Juan, I'll let you take the lead and let's get started with this tarot reading. Well, thank you so much, Josh. And I really appreciate you trusting me with, uh, with your energy, with this reading and uh, so the, usually the way I read, I ask someone to, or they ask the sitter to ask a question that cannot be answered with a simple yes or no answer. And one of my biggest, um, one of my biggest, uh, I guess rules, a strong word, but I'll call it a rule for lack of a better word is, um, I, I don't predict the future. Um, I'm not a fortune teller. Um, I am a psychic intuitive, but when it comes to the future, I believe there are many possible futures and that depends on your own free will choice and the free will choice of whoever's involved in that situation. So I always like to read, do a reading for someone uh, so that it focuses on themselves, their approach to a current situation, and maybe some insights we can gain about um, that situation and what you can do about it at the moment. So with that, I'll, I'll let you ask your, your question. Okay. Yeah. And and before like I asked the question and stuff, when it comes to like the decks and stuff, can you talk a little bit about like the desk, the, the decks that you use and stuff and and uh, really get into that? Sure, yeah. I uh, Just a little bit of backstory. I um, I was introduced to tarot cards about in 2019, right before the pandemic, December or November 2019, and a friend uh, who is a wonderful tarot card reader named Natalie. Uh, and she can find her, if I may, you can find her at, at Natalie with two E's, namaste, on Instagram. She's absolutely wonderful. And she did a reading for me um, at her house. And I was so drawn by these cards. And it's the Rider Waite 
deck. Some people call it the Rider Waite Smith Tarot deck. And uh, I was just like in uh, in New York City, we have something called the Strand Bookstore. It's a chain of bookstores in the city, and I just saw that the deck there, and I just bought it for myself. And I've been using that deck ever since. I don't use any other decks, but there are many different types of decks people can use if they're interested in in doing tarot cards. Okay, I will say that's that's really cool. So, um, when it when it comes to this tarot reading, are you ready for me to ask my question? Yes. And while you ask your question, people might hear me shuffling the cards in the background. I do shuffle the cards while you're asking the question just to get the energy into the deck. So go ahead. All right. Sound, sounds good to me. So without further ado, guys, here is my question. So uh, when it comes to my siblings, I am the oldest out of out of four siblings. Um, what can I do as their big brother to help them understand themselves better? Got it. I'm going to shuffle this deck one more time. I love the sound of shuffling the deck. It's always fun. Yeah, me too. I definitely yeah, so, do. <laughs> and so folks know, so what I do is I, I shuffle a deck seven times. And I don't know, it's just seven is one of my favorite numbers. And then I split the deck in thirds. And then I pile them onto each other, the thirds, and put them back together. I'm going to go ahead and draw your cards. And I do something called the Celtic Cross Formation for the tarot, the tarot deck. And it's 10 cards. And six of them are formed in a cross and uh, a Celtic cross. And the last four are formed in just a straight line. And each slot in the Celtic cross formation means a different thing for the reading. So one could be the slot that has to do with something in the past, one to do with what could be the ideal in a situation that we're talking about. So in terms of your siblings, I'm going to go ahead and flip all the cards over. I'm going to start with like what the energy right now is amongst your siblings, just at the current moment, or maybe what has been before, what's been so before. I feel like I'm going to ask you a question. Is there a feeling of a, and actually this speaks to the question you asked, but I'm going to ask it a little differently and maybe it has a different approach to it by asking you this. Is there some kind of feeling of power dynamic to you and your siblings? Like one always has the last word or one always, um, and maybe it's you, but I feel like there's <laughs> some kind of power dynamic coming up in the first card that I, that I picked out. And it's, um, it's the 10 of pentacles. And uh, for me, it's just, it comes up upside down though. So for me, that means there's some kind of investment of power that's kind of imbalanced between the siblings um you said mm -hmm. you have are you are you children three children or how many children are you in the family yeah so when it comes to my family uh, and that's honestly as i was hearing that i'm like yes I'm, I'm ready to answer this question <laughs> so so when it comes to my family i am the oldest but me and my siblings we all have different dads um my mom has my mom i love her to death she's a mate she's an amazing woman but she also has a lot of like mental when it comes to mental health she is diagnosed with bipolar disorder so with that like her relationships tend to be a little bit all over the place so me my brother and i have two sisters um i'm i'm 23 my brother is 20 um my sister is like 15 and then my little sister's four and we all have different dads and our dads have have had moments where they have not been in our lives consistently. Um, what has happened this past year? I moved out. I made I made that big step um, in May around my birthday. I moved out. Um, my brother is still in the house. He's working though. He's trying to get himself right. Um, and my sister in the summer, she just recently moved to go with her dad because my family dynamic between my mom and grandmom, they definitely had moments where they like bumped heads. 
Um, and with that, like the environment has been very like toxic, very just like emotionally draining. That's why I had to move out. Samantha, my sister, she ended up going to Jersey. So that was a big step for her. So now she's in high school trying to find herself. And then there's Gabby, the little one. So I know you mentioned like tension, you know, um, I definitely, my brother and my sister had a little bit of an argument, well, a big argument. Cause my brother is still trying to learn how to like calm his anger and stuff like that. He's a great kid. He just keeps everything inside. He's always been a quiet kid, you know? So like they recently had a dynamic where like it was over like a gingerbread house. So that was, I think the tension of the card, you know, cause I definitely think he feels some type of way about my sister going to Jersey. Now that I'm out of the house, she's out of the house. He is now like, you know, he's going to be 20 in April, you know? So he's, I feel like that's probably where the tension is a little bit to answer your question with the card, you know? Got it. And the tension and the, the power dynamic that you explained between, I would say your mother and your grandmother, I think yes. you said, I, I get the feeling from this card that that trickles down into the siblings, that, that same energy. So that makes sense. And, um, and what's coming up for me next in the next card is, is there something about, because this is what, what I call it spirit, the source that I feel like this all comes from spirit. I feel like is telling me that there's something about money or material. I'm going to say materialism and they're being very specific. I feel like there's something about materialism amongst your siblings. And I don't know if it's because maybe the power dynamic amongst the siblings has something to do with, you know, and to I'm just to say it straight out. Like I, I make this amount of money and I'm the oldest. It doesn't mean that it has to be you. It sounds like you're the eldest. It mm-hmm. could be the middle child telling the younger child that, but I feel like there's something about materialism or, or money that's involved. And that being part of this power dynamic of like, I know better because I have a job. I make it like if you, someone using the material possessions as justification for maybe like I'm going to like, for example, the gingerbread house, let's mm-hmm. say the gingerbread house <laughs> argument. I'm, I was, I wasn't there, but let's say an, an argument about a gingerbread house or about washing the dishes becomes a spiraling argument about, you know, I make the money in the house and then, you know, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, I bring in, I help pay the rent. And so does that sound like it resonates with you? It's something oh. about materialism or money. Oh yes, completely. Uh, that's really, that's really great reading so far Juan. when it comes to that. I mean, uh, when it comes to like the family and stuff, my mom definitely struggles with consistently making money, you know, and like a lot of, a lot of things that me and my siblings, we really had to overcome is like, we've reached a point where like, I know for my brother and myself, like we make more money than, than my mom does, you know? So like when she is trying to tell us to do this or trying to tell us to do that, you know, it's sort of just like, we're like the parent of the parent. You know, and that's definitely a form of trauma that I've learned a lot through like therapy and stuff like that. But when it comes to my grandmother and my mom, they definitely argue when it comes to those things where it's like I provide food and I provide all this for you, but you're also still treating me like crap. And I definitely can see how that regulates that like goes down and trickles down to the siblings, you know, when it comes to. Um, my, like my brother, he definitely is very materialistic because right now he's at a point where he's working at Amazon. He's been, he's been making a lot of good money, um, especially with the holiday money, you know? So I really feel like with that, like he's starting to like come out of his own, like, yeah, I'm finally starting to make more money now, you know? So just to answer your question, I think that's definitely something my mom and grandma tend to always argue when it comes to like material things. Um, because my mom definitely has had moments of taking advantage of other people, um, again, love her to death, but you know, like with that though, like we just, I'm just being honest and telling you like what's happened, you know? So just to add, I, I, that card definitely is resonating very well so far. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that feedback and thank you for sharing also that, 
information, that personal information. And, and what's interesting is you mentioned something, you mentioned therapy. And the next card that I got was the Ace of Cups. I'm going to show it to you, but people can see it. <laughs> but the Ace of the Ace cards in the tarot deck are very powerful cards. And each suit, so there's the suit of cups, suit of wands, suit of uh, swords, and I'm blinking, suit of coins or pentacles. And the suit of cups is a suit that has to do with, um, that focuses more on in, in uh, internalized thoughts or emotions. And you mentioned therapy. And when I, before, as you mentioned therapy, I saw this next card, the Ace of Cups. And I thought that there's, in terms of the, the most helpful, the most helpful place to arrive at in terms of you and your siblings has a lot to do with emotional vulnerability. And what I got from this card is that it, it really starts, maybe because this reading is about you, right? It's, it really is about you and just you focusing on yourself and your own vulnerability and getting in touch with that part of yourself that I'm going to call, I, I like to call like our, fem, our feminine qualities. So there's aggressive masculine energy. Then there's a nurturing feminine energy within all of us. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, first of all, there's a lot of feminine spiritual energy around you, whether here or in the other, or the, the other side, but this card Ace of Cups tells me that it's validating that you have done the work and you're doing the work to get more in touch with that part of you that is self-nurturing. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. And, you know, it's up to your siblings to also adopt that same attitude or some of those qualities of self-nurturing, taking care of themselves. Because really any, any um, unhealthy power dynamics that happen in our relationships are more just a projection of how we treat ourselves and see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the same for romantic relationships, friendships, mother, son, father, son, whatever, parent, child, and also sibling relationships. So this next, this next card, Ace of Cups, I think really is a validation that as long as you focus on yourself and focus on the self nurturing within yourself and therapy is one, one of many different ways to do that. Um, that's really what matters at the end of the day. And that will impact how you relate to your siblings. It may not change them, but you're setting an example and you're also doing what's best for you and what, what you, what you rightfully deserve to give to yourself, which is kindness, gentleness, self nurturing. Um, and it's okay. So I did not look at this next card. I flipped all the cards up, but I, <laughs> I had yet to look at this next card and it's the high priestess card. It's one of my favorite cards. And I, I believe you grew up a Roman Catholic, right? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, on my mom's side, very, I went to CCD public school, Catholic school. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, I'm very it. similar. So, so the high priestess card. So I, so because I grew up Roman Catholic and I still, I don't identify as Catholic anymore, but I do resonate with a lot of imagery or the um, mysticism of, of the Roman Catholic church. So the high priestess card for me reminds me a lot of the Virgin, the Virgin mother, Virgin Mary. And for those who don't know, it's the, the mother of Jesus Christ. And um, she is in the Catholic church, a person that Catholics pray to as a source of, um, inspiration source of protection but when i think for me as a non as an ex-catholic but still resonating with the virgin mary for me the virgin mary reminds me of the high priestess card and they kind of look similar in a little in a way um so for me the high priestess card is validating what i just said about tapping into those um that feminine energy that is self-nurturing and self-giving and this card is showing up in the slot of the celtic cross formation here it has to do with um like this slot at the bottom of the cross is answers the question, what tools can I use to arrive at the most ideal in this situation? So the tools that you have to use and what this card is validating is it's tapping into that self-nurturing, that gentleness, that kindness to yourself. That's the most important thing of all. Um, and then the next card, yeah, I feel like uh, something that is a thing of the past. And again, this is more about you and less about what we can do about your siblings. That's up to their free will choice. But in terms of you and the work on yourself and the self-nurturing, 
the more you do work on that self-nurturing and that kindness to yourself, but it's the thing of the past. It's feeling like you're not putting into something, but the other person is not. Like it's not an imbalance of investment in each other in the relationship. So let's say you and a sibling, you're the one reaching out all the time to connect and they're not. Um, it's not to, that's not to say stop or continue or start doing something. Like I'm not, I'm not saying stop reaching out to them. It's about the more you self-nurture yourself, the less the less importance you'll place on who's the one reaching out. Like, you know, you're doing what you need to do to connect with that person, with that sibling. Um, but, the, but the more you do focus on yourself and the self-kindness, the less these moments will bother you. And I don't know if that resonates, if you feel like there oh. is an imbalance of investment in each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, as you're describing that, because I forgot to mention that I also have other siblings on my dad's side. Um, I, I'm the oldest out of them as well. So I have a, I have a sister that's a year younger than me. I also have another brother as well. That is, that is in high school, same age as my sister on my mom's side. And I will say when it comes to like, when it, when it, and I feel like that's been a consistent problem that I've realized with myself. Like I am the one always constantly like reaching out to others, you know, or checking in, you know, and that definitely can make me feel some type of way. Cause I'm like, yo dude, like all you have to do is just reach out, you know, and, and I'll, I'll answer, you know, we can hang out, we can spend time with each other. Cause on my dad's, I don't, I don't really see them as much as I would like to, but I also know, like, like you said, you made a lot about like coming to peace with that. And the more I understand myself more, the more I take the steps, like going to therapy, understanding myself, the, the less that stuff is really going to bother me. So I really think that really, that card really resonated. And so far the reading has just been spot on when it comes to my relationships with my siblings and stuff. So yeah, I've, I've been enjoying this so far. Well, thank you. No, me too. I'm enjoying it too. And I always like to say, and we're not, we're almost, we're halfway done with the re- with the cards at least, but I always like to say, think, um, this is what I believe. Thank your spirit guys. Thank your loved ones. Thank the other side. Thank your source, God, mm-hmm. whatever you believe in. Cause that's what I try to tap into is I ask my spirit guides to kind of like, connect the phone line with your spirit guides and like whatever <laughs> message has to come through that's healing or validating for you. That's what I want to come through. So <laughs> I always say, thank, thank, um, thank your higher power. That's what I like to say. Um, and then the next card I get, um, this, this card is, it's the, it's the 10 of swords and it, it looks like a violent card, but the swords are the suit that has to do with mental energy and thoughts. So I attribute, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor, but I do attribute the, the suit of swords to, mental health energy or mental wellness. Um, so when I see this card, I feel like the more you do practice self-nurturing and the more you do come to peace, I'm going to regurgitate your own words, come to peace with, um, you know, you're doing what you can to invest in the relationship. And if it doesn't come back to you, that's really more on them and less on you, or says less about you and what you should stop or continue doing. You're doing what you need to do and what you want to do to invest in that relationship. And as a result of that, um, it's really good for your mental well-being. And this is it's it's to have that peace. Um, and I mean, I feel like this is something that even the cards we don't need the cards to tell to tell you this. Like the more you do practice that self-nurturing and you accept, I think that acceptance is the biggest word here. Accept that some people are not ready to invest in something, and it's okay to step away from it. Um, it's okay to give it a break. Um, but as long as you know that you're doing what you can for that relationship, it's a lot of peace within yourself. Um, so also this card for me, it's, it means that there's an end to some kind of mental energy that doesn't serve you anymore. So I'm going to give an example. Let's say, let's say you have uh, an argument with a sibling and it feels like the last straw and you kind of like take a break from talking to them for like two weeks or something. Um, 
And maybe during those two weeks, you tell yourself, okay, I don't want this relationship with the sibling to end, or I don't want it to have this huge hiatus, but moving forward, I'm going to set these boundaries because these boundaries have been crossed. And I need to really set these boundaries for me to have a healthy relationship with the sibling. Because if they're not there, these things are going to keep happening. These arguments or these little, the little, these little um, uh, snafus. So when I see the 10 of swords and I'm going to show it to you and people can look it up again, it looks violent, but really it, for me, it means just like an end to something. Um, so I feel like setting boundaries is especially important in your situation. Um, and that in and of itself, setting those boundaries will validate and will continue that self-nurturing, self-kindness practice. That's, that's self-kindness. Setting boundaries is a part of self-kindness. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if that, that relates to you setting boundaries. Oh yeah. That, that completely, that completely resonates with me. And that's something that I've had to learn a lot in my previous relationships. I had no boundaries. Um, I, I've 10, like I'm, I'm definitely like a people pleaser. So like if someone's always going through something, I'm always quick to be like, hey, like I'm going to go and help them out and really put myself in the back burner. And just to add to like the astrology chart, um, as I'm hearing this reading, my I don't know if you know what North Node and South Node is, but like your South Node is uh, is like who you were in like past lives and like stuff that you need to learn in this lifetime. Uh, your North Node is like your finished product, like what you're supposed to learn from like your past lives and what you're currently going through. So my South Node is actually in Pisces. So with that, like it's it's pretty much describing people pleasers, like people that mm. will always go above and beyond for others. Um, and Virgo, because they're sister signs, they uh, the Virgo, what you're supposed to learn is to set boundaries. You take what you've learned through like your life experiences and then you're able to teach that and instill that on the others. So as I was hearing you describe that, I'm like, damn, like my North and South node and I, and I can, uh, and when we're done recording the podcast, I can tell you your North node and South node as well. Um, but that's something where like, as you, as I was hearing you read that, like boundary setting, that's something that I've had to learn and I'm still learning when it comes to that. Um, and that's through like life experience and stuff. I think that's really just spot on. And sometimes it's easier to, to feel like things have to be all or nothing, like either no boundaries or all the boundaries. I feel like it's, it's a big challenge to be somewhere in the middle where like, yes, I want this relationship to work with this sibling, but I need to set some boundaries. And it, it's possible. It's, it's, a big, it's a big lesson in, in practice and, and um, it's never going to be perfect, but it, it's, uh, it's not easy and it's challenging, but I mean, you, I'm going to say you deserve, you deserve that peace of mind to have that somewhere in the middle where there's boundaries, but you still have a healthy relationship. And the next card I got, uh, they're actually really similar. This is the nine of swords. Um, but whereas the last card, um, the image, if, if I may describe it and you saw it, it's 10 swords into the back of a person, uh, meaning an end to something. This, this nine of swords, which is next is an image of someone, um, laying up in bed, like having night terrors, but it comes upside down. So I feel like what I get from this card is, and that's, it's not to say you're having night terrors, but it's just a metaphor for, and maybe the reason you asked this question, this reading is, this is the reason that this is something that you really dote on. This, this question of how to relate with your siblings is something that um, takes up a lot of your energy, especially your mental energy, but just your energy overall. And uh, this is not to say any judgment on that, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, they're your siblings or your family. Like, why wouldn't it be something on your mind? But does, is that something that you feel um, resonates with you when I say that this is something that takes up a lot of your mental energy, whether whether for, you know, for better or for worse? Yeah, and I, I agree because, I mean, I, I it's crazy because I actually had this conversation with my girlfriend um, 
like uh, like a couple weeks ago. Um, like I worry about my siblings a lot. Like like because I know, especially on my mom's side, like my, my dad's side, I worry about them. But I also know that like they're in a situation where like my dad has definitely learned from his mistakes. My stepmom is great. Uh, I, I always I because you know how relationships with stepmoms they can either be hit or miss, but. I definitely have gotten lucky to have a really great stepmom that's always been there for me, always been kind. So I know that on my dad's side that they're okay, you know. Um, whereas, like, with my other siblings, like, my grandmom is great. She's a great role model, but there's a lack of boundaries. And with that, like, your kids will pick up on things that the parents don't do well, you know. And I worry about them a lot. I was definitely, I definitely like led the catalyst for my sister to go to Jersey. And I'm not worried about her as much anymore because she's in Jersey. She's finding herself. She's with her dad. She's with siblings. She's, her cousins are around her age, you know, but like when it comes to my brother, like he, he just similar to me, we have been through so much together, you know? So like, I worry about him so much because I'm, I see a lot of myself when I was his age or when I was younger, because I would have anger outbursts and just lash out, throw things, um, scream off the top of my lungs, just have so much anger. And you don't really understand that feeling. And I'm seeing a lot of those qualities in him a little bit. And I definitely worry about him the most out of all my siblings. It comes out of a place of love, you know, because you just want to see everybody happy. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, like, yeah, like that was just, that really hit home when it, when it came to that. And that's something that I definitely have worried about and still worry about a lot to this day when it comes to my brother, I worry about him the most out of everybody. And I think that's a sign that you're an absolutely wonderful brother, first of all. And, um, and it's, we, we do worry about our family members when something is not feeling right, or we know that they're going through something, it's, it's it's human. It's, it's the, it's, I'm not gonna say it's the right thing to do, but I mean, that's just a sign that we care. Um, and I think there is a way to, um, to leave some room and it's going to sound a little cheesy. I tend to get cheesy in readings, but there's, there is room to direct some of that caring energy towards yourself too, because that's a lot of stress to put on yourself, you know? And then the next card that I got is the page of cups and the page, the page cards in each suit, um, is the card that represents kind of like, um, having all the tools you need to achieve something um, in this case with cups, like emotional maturity, but not implementing them or not applying them. So I'm getting the sense that whether in your family as a whole or amongst your siblings, there has been a history or there is currently an issue with emotional maturity, not being quite there. And it sounds like you described it just now, but um, so yeah, I, this is, this card represents like your environment in the, in the matter of your question that you asked at the beginning of the reading. So um, I think practicing some patience would be really helpful. And that's not easy to say because I'm a very impatient person myself. Um, but I, I think that knowing it's like trying to kind of be in their shoes for a little bit where it's like, okay, this this sibling or this person that I love very much hasn't taken the steps that I have to sometimes see outside of myself or maybe delve into the deep trauma or the questions that I have about myself. And like you mentioned therapy and um and maybe your siblings haven't had the opportunity to do something like that. Maybe they're not ready for it and they don't want to do it yet. Uh, whether it's therapy or something else that will show them how to be vulnerable and how to be open. And because um, uh, it seems like you have a lot of self-awareness and whether it's all your siblings or maybe there's one that maybe is a little bit more uh, where that power dynamic shows up more, maybe they don't have the same level of self-awareness. And I think practicing some patience on your part, and it's not a judgment on you, it's just 
It's more about understanding that people hurt people, hurt people who are hurt, feel hurt, hurt other people. And maybe that person, that sibling is just not ready to come face to face with their vulnerability yet. And unfortunately that comes out in the way they, they may treat you or the way that person may treat us. And, um, and that's where the boundaries come in. Like there is a place where we can have patience with somebody and also say, but this can't happen. This, I'm not going to let this happen. Cause then that's protecting yourself. You know, you want to be patient with them, but you don't want to let someone take advantage of you either. Um, so does the emotional maturity, is that something that has been, has been a, a challenge? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Uh, I definitely think that card really resonates with my like with my brother a little bit when it does come to like talking about like emotions and understanding where emotions are coming from. I definitely think that's something with time. I like you said, like if I'm patient, I definitely think he can come on his own and understand that. Um, and to when it comes to the impatient part, um, to share my chart a little bit, uh, you also have some Aries in your chart too. Your Mars is an Aries, so that's planet of like aggression and stuff. I have a lot of mixture between Taurus and Aries energy when it comes to like my communication and stuff. So I constantly have that battle where it's like, you need to wait and be patient. But I'm also like, nah, like let's solve this now, you know? Um, and that's always been a conflicting battle I have within myself. Like, I'm like, oh, do I want to confront this right now? Or do I like, I want to put my, my foot down and really like assert myself, you know? Um, so I definitely think when it comes to patience, that's really good. And, and I definitely think my brother he's going to go on his own time when it comes to understanding himself, you know? Um, and that's something that I definitely need to be comfortable with a little bit more comfortable with. Um, because yeah, I mean, like I just definitely just have a big fear. Like, cause all it takes, I know through like experience stuff, all it takes is one big outburst, you know, and that can really, you can really get in trouble out of that outburst, you know, like if, if you are end up exploding to the wrong person that can really like hurt you, you know? So that's definitely something that I've really been worrying about and stuff like that. But I definitely think, like you said, being more patient, letting him come to his own. Because I have mentioned therapy numerous times to him, like probably like 15, 20 times. I'm like, yo, go to therapy. Even with my mom, too. I'm like, yo, like, go to therapy because she's gone to therapy sometimes. She doesn't go on. the. It's a constant like battle. Like, I'm not expecting therapy. You go one time and all of a sudden things change. Like, no, like, like you said, being patient. It's a process like we all experience a lot of our trauma and we're going to have to come to that at some point, you know. Um, so like you said, I really like this reading so far. It's been spot on. And, and I agree. I agree with all of it, man. You, you're doing really good. <laughs> well, thank you. And and I think acceptance is the word that comes up for me again. That I said, as I said before, there is a place where we can accept the, the reality of a situation and say, you know, it's like, yes, and thinking or both and thinking like, yes, this is the situation. And I have to accept this is the way this person navigates their emotions, their relationships. And I need to set some boundaries to make sure I protect myself because I need to live my life too. I, I you know, it's, it's very, it's very hard. I've been in this position to myself to get a little personal. I, where I worry so much for my own sibling or my family members to the point that it, it consumes me and I forget to to do what I need to do in my day to get, to get my shit done. If I may say, if I may curse. So, um, and with the 10 of card, the 10 of the, the 10, 10 of cards, the 10 of wands comes up next. It's an image of a man who is um, holding all these wands and really struggling to hold them. And uh, don't, don't put the weight of the world on your shoulders is what I'm going to say. Don't feel like you need to help everybody. Um, first of all, I mean, 
through this podcast, you are helping people get more in touch with their spiritual selves. And that's a wonderful thing. And there's a, there's again, moderate, I think moderation being in the middle, somewhere in the middle is what comes up for me again. There is a place where we can set out to help as many people as we can, including our own family members. Um, but it's not our responsibility to fix everybody. Fixing is quite a different thing. So I think with this card, just ensuring that you don't put the weight of the world on your shoulders and don't, um, don't be the Atlas, you know, the, the, the Atlas is it, he was a God. I forget if it's a logical person, whatever. Don't be Atlas with the world on his shoulders. And um, you don't have to be the person that is um, saving people. You know, it, it's like you teach a man to fish, you know, you feed him, you feed a man a fish. I, I'm really bad with words today, but you feed a man a fish, you know, you, you feed him a meal. I'm totally ruining that, but you teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That kind of mentality. I, I got totally you. Ruined <laughs> that, that beautiful saying, but you know what I mean? You know, it's, you, I got to, you. you can tell, you can tell, you can give people the insight, but then they have to be the adult. They have to be the person to then implement it themselves. It mm-hmm. doesn't do, doesn't do us well doesn't do you well to try and take on all of their health and all of their well-being it just it, there's so much of them that has to be put in that and they have to have that sense of independence too um and the last card i get is the justice card and it's upside down now this is where astrology kind of aligns with tarot cards for some of the called they're called the major arcana cards with the first 23 cards of the deck and they're separate from the cards that are the different suits like swords wands and the justice card is uh the libra card um, but it comes up upside down. So um, sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm going to say, um, I don't know if there is some kind of Libra energy. Uh, it's either one or two things. There's Libra energy around you. And it's just something, because it comes up upside down, it's just something to be a little more aware of. Not to be, um, not to avoid it or not to push it away. Just more something to be aware of when that Libra energy comes around. Because maybe there's some kind of clashing with your own energy. It could mean that. Or it could mean in yourself, if there is Libra energy um, that you resonate with, but that doesn't serve you in most circumstances to be self-aware of that as well. So there's something about Libra energy that resonates for you. Um, yeah. So when it comes to my own chart, I don't have Libra energy. Um, I know, I know through like astrology, I know Taurus and Libras are in like that they are ruled by the same planet. Um, but I also know when it comes to Libras, uh, my sister actually is a Libra on my dad's side. Um, so I was like, Oh, like that's definitely, Something that's very interesting, you know, and uh, hmm. and maybe to add that, because I know you said the cards upside down. Like, I don't I don't know for a fact, you know, but my brother is an Aries, you know, and Aries and Libras are sister signs, you know. So I was also thinking that, oh, too. I was like, maybe the Libra upside down could also mean like because, I mean, my brother definitely does have he's an Aries. And I know also like my even my little sister, Gabby, she has. Uh, her Libra is in her like Venus. So like her love language and stuff. So I definitely think there's definitely Venus or there's definitely Libra energy in both sides of my household. Um, I'm just, I, I definitely think that's something that I could look out for, you know, like when it comes to my sister, both my sisters, cause they had Libra energy. And then also like maybe even my brother, cause he's Aries and Aries and Libras tend to be um, like, they kind of operate the same because they are sister signs, you know? So that was just something cool. I was like, oh, snap. Like, that's, that's definitely really spot on, Juan. You're, 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 you're spitting facts, man. <laughs> well, I, I find that fact. I did not know that Aries and Libra were sister energies mm-hmm. at all. But um, And so when I get the Justice card upside down, when I get one of these cards of the major arcana that are tied to a sign of the Zodiac, um, I tend to first mention the Zodiac sign it's attached to just in case. And, um, and 
I'm going to stay up front. Like I, if you wouldn't have, if you would have told me like, no, there's no Libra, there's, you know, that doesn't make any sense what you're saying. I would have been like, okay, that's totally fine. Like I'm okay with being wrong and how I interpret something. And I was going to say, if it weren't for, if it weren't that, um, and maybe it's, it's a matter of, you know, what you just said. And this card also means this, that um, this feeling of, um, uh, and it's the justice card. So this feeling of wanting to be the person that's right. Uh, wanting to be the one that has the the last word, I think, and this I call this the inclusion card for your reading. It's it's the last card in in the spread. Um, it's just, and I think you already know this because you're very self aware. It seems you're very self aware that um, the need to be right is just not a priority, and uh, maybe that's something your siblings don't quite understand yet, or they're learning to they're unlearning that. Um, but the need to be right to have the last word to be um, the one with all the receipts, like it's or to prove something to somebody, it's, it's not the priority. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm gauging you're comfortable knowing that yourself and practicing that out in your life. Um, I think it, it, it this is more about like your siblings. And, um, and again, you know, because it's the last card, then I go back to the rest of the cards and say, but there's a lot of um, acceptance that it can be practiced, self-nurturing, um, the patience, but also boundaries, 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 and ex especially accepting that there's no need to feel right. Feeling right is just when the, when we when the, our main desire in a relationship is to be the one that's always right. It's just it's it's it just doesn't serve either person very well. And I think that's that's a really great card to end on. Um, whether it for you resonates from a zodiac or astrological perspective with your two siblings, or it resonates um, in terms of uh, what I just said, um, I think it's a great card to end on because just a reminder: uh, the acceptance, the patience, self nurturing all leads to this of like there's no need to always feel right, and that could be a message more for um, more about your siblings than about you. But however way that resonates with you, uh, that's how I would you know I'd like to end this reading. Yeah, I completely agree. That's definitely a very consistent theme in my household because there's a lot of Taurus energy in in my household. So like with that comes a lot of stubbornness, you know, and there's just a lot of just like clashes of like, well, you did this and you did this. And and it's like this need to con consistently be right when reality is what's the point of the conversation that you're having, you know, like is like like you by you voicing that you're right you know are you actually still happy you know like are you actually like still learning like not really like the point is not to be right the point is to take what you've learned from these situations you know and learn from them you know so i definitely think that reading really resonates home and even if it didn't connect to astro uh, like the ast astrological perspective as you were describing what that cart meant, I was like, yeah, like I definitely think in my household, there's a lot of like clashing and it's about this need to be right and get their voice heard because uh, what happens is a lot of these conversations that we have, people take it in, but then they don't actually implement and like try and change what they're acting. So like, even though you just voiced all this thing and you put in so much emotional energy, nothing is changing. So I definitely think like the need of being right um, it's definitely something that resonates within the household. And I think overall, this reading in general was just really spot on. And and I really appreciate it a lot. I'm so glad to hear that. And and like I said before, thank the universe for the reading. And I, I'm just the conduit. I'm the channel. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful to do this kind of work. And uh, thank you for trusting me with it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we can say a big before we wrap everything up. Let's just say a big thank thank you to the universe, you know, like, I mean, thank you to my ancestors. Thank you. I know my pop-up definitely was, he's a communicator. He's a Sagittarius. So I know he, he's not scared to communicate, you know? Um, so, uh, thank you to my ancestors as well 
for meeting you, Juan, as well, and also for your reading as well. It's been it's been great. It's been so awesome to meet you, Josh. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so before my last point, before we just wrap it up, uh, like I mentioned in the previous podcast, where can everybody follow you? And also when it comes to your own tarot readings, that was a really spot on and accurate reading. So I definitely recommend uh, when it comes to that, uh, do you have like a website for that as well? So your, the floor is yours, Juan, to share. Thank you. People can find me at Juan Francisco NY on Instagram. And when it comes to tarot card readings, just DM me. Um, this is something that I'm delving into. I've been reading tarot for two years, but in terms of doing readings for uh, people who are not my close friends, it's something I'm um, delving into. So if you're interested in a reading with me, go ahead and direct message me on Instagram. You could also contact me um, at thirdeyesight.media, which is my podcast website. There's a contact form on there. You can contact me that way for a reading. Um, and uh, yeah, I just ask people to come with an open mind and um, and with as much uh, intention as, as you like to come to the reading with, but definitely open to do readings if you just send me a quick message. All right. Well, and, and again, like the links will always will be in the, in the show description and, and I'll definitely put your contact form and stuff like that on there. But thank you, Juan, again, for both recording a great podcast and also doing a live tarot reading. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh.